You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Game four of the Western Conference Finals and the one-on-one showdown that we have all been eagerly waiting for. Two of the greatest scorers, two of the greatest shooters in NBA history going at each other head-to-head. I'm talking, of course, about in the blue corner, representing the Warriors, Steph Curry, and in the red corner, representing the Blazers, Myers Leonard. You did not hear that incorrectly. Myers Leonard was nothing short of spectacular in this game. And while it ultimately was a futile attempt from him, it it bears noting because the Warriors were essentially playing a defensive scheme where they were hell-bent on not allowing C.J. McCollum and Damian Lillard to beat them. And Myers Leonard was a little bit of a beneficiary of that, and he made the Warriors pay in a big way in the first half. He shot 5 of 6 on threes, 25 points in the first half of this game. He had never scored 25 points before in an NBA game, in any full 48-minute game. And here, getting another surprise start in the Western Conference Finals, he poured in 25 points in the first half alone, and it helped lead the Blazers to a 69-point first half. Just an offensive explosion. It was an offensively strong game for both teams straight out of the gates. Steph Curry came out firing and was lighting the nets on fire. The Warriors were moving the ball well. The, the role players were finding good shots and making shots. The Blazers were doing the same. C.J. McCollum and Damian Lillard both had, had strong games. The players coming off the bench for the Blazers were scoring very well and very efficiently. And it just was a fun, high-scoring affair. The Warriors led 36-35 after the first quarter and, and kind of hilariously... Steve Kerr was asked by Doris Burke at the mandatory coaches interview in between the first and the second quarter what they needed to do better defensively against Portland. And Kerr's answer was play defense. That's what they needed to do better defensively. And and he was right. It was it was not a defensive showing from either team in the first quarter. But But the offense was spectacular, and Kerr did not get his wish in the second quarter. After allowing 35 points in the first quarter, the Warriors allowed 34 points in the second quarter. The Blazers really flirted with, I don't want to say running away with the game, given how often we have seen the Warriors come back, and from what deficits, including tonight. But they were certainly 
knocking on the door of kind of opening this game up a little bit. They had a double-digit lead for, for much of the second quarter, for the latter half of the second quarter, really. And then what felt like a kind of a key moment came in the final minute of the, or not even the final minute, the final seconds of the first half. The Warriors were down nine. The Blazers had the ball. The shot clock was turned off. And the Warriors forced a steal. Steph Curry saw the opportunity to push for a transition layup rather than run the clock out. And along the way, forced Damian Lillard into a clear path foul. So Curry got two shots, two free throws, which he made, and then the Warriors got to keep the ball. They inbounded it to Curry. He stepped into a 30-footer, made a three. It was a five-point possession on a play where Portland started with the ball and and could have held for the final shot in the half with a chance to push it to to a double-digit game, and instead it was just a four-point game going into the half. That ended up feeling not quite as as important once the third quarter started, though, because the Blazers came out, pardon the pun, guns a-blazing. They had a, a tremendous start to the second half. They pushed this lead deep into the double digits. I think it got up to 18 at one point in the third quarter before the Warriors started chipping away and chipping away and chipping away. It was still a a nine-point lead by the Blazers going into the fourth quarter. Or excuse me, an eight-point lead by the Blazers going into the fourth quarter. But by, by that point, the Warriors had worked the deficit down so much and the game was so high scoring that it really felt like it was anyone's game going into the fourth. And then Steve Kerr made a very interesting decision that seemed a little bit out of character for him the way that he has been coaching this this playoff run and this series in particular he kept Steph Curry in to start the fourth quarter Curry had no foul trouble this game did not commit a single foul and Steve Kerr just decided this game was too important They didn't want to go back to Oracle Arena having to win another game with their injured core players. He decided to go for the jugular and play play Curry all 24 minutes in the second half. And it was interesting just because of the way that he was deploying minutes in the first half. With Andre Iguodala out for the game, he, he did not play after dealing with a calf injury in Game 3. Obviously still no Kevin Durant, no DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, the Warriors' depth was stretched thin, and Kerr still used every part of it. Alfonso McKinney started. Jordan Bell started. Both of those players played very well. Uh, but it, it didn't stop there. Steve Kerr brought Jacob Evans in in the first quarter of this game. Evans only played four minutes. Uh, didn't collect any stat, positive or negative, but... He actually played absolutely tremendous defense on a few possessions, really shut down Damian Lillard. It was fun to see 
certainly exciting for him, I'm sure, to actually play meaningful minutes here in the playoffs after the very difficult rookie year that he had. Uh, but it was that kind of game for, for Kerr. He played Andrew Bogut nine minutes, Jonas Strebko ten minutes, Quinn Cook fourteen minutes, fourteen very good minutes, I should point out. Sean Livingston, 22 minutes. Damian Jones was the only player who did not play in this game for the Warriors. And everyone who played was playing key minutes, crucial minutes. And yet, when the second half came around, despite that kind of lackadaisical coaching that Kerr had had with regards to rotations and and not being too worried and giving everyone an opportunity, he would not take Curry off the floor in the second half, and it and it proved to be the right decision. So the Warriors kept chipping away at the lead. Steph was brilliant. Draymond was brilliant. Clay was brilliant. The bench was brilliant. And the last few minutes of regulation were were kind of funny. Clay Thompson made a a deep three pointer with a minute forty eight left in the game, and it tied the game at one eleven. And those were the final points of regulation. For for as much of an offensive game as this was, at least in the first half, uh, the teams went the final 148 without scoring. After Clay tied it up, Damian Lillard had a turnover, then Draymond Green had a turnover, then C.J. McCollum missed a three, Steph Curry missed a three, Damian Lillard missed a three. And then it got very interesting. Damian Lillard's three came as a, in a two-for-one situation, So the Warriors got the ball back with about a four and a half second game clock, shot clock differential. Steph Curry made a beautiful move to get to the rim, and Myers Leonard blocked him from behind. Looked like there might have been a fair amount of contact, but it wasn't called. Curry got his own rebound, and it kind of ricocheted down the baseline, and he was kind of alone. He went and he tracked it down. Had really a wide open baseline jumper if he wanted the long two, Instead, decided to take a dribble back, get behind the three-point line, only he wasn't quite as close as he thought he was, so he took one dribble, kind of stepped back, still wasn't behind the three-point line, so he did another step back. It was kind of a almost satirical interpretation of the, the James Harden shuffle foot, but it was so over the top that the refs had no choice but to call Curry for a traveling violation which was funny in its own right because his brother Seth Curry was on the bench right in front of him and was over the moon in excitement at at the call and and motioning a travel traveling violation from the bench so it it certainly looked kind of funny so then the Blazers got the ball back with a little over 10 seconds remaining tied game chance to win it at home Damian Lillard ended up Missing a shot that was incredibly well contested. He he did a good job getting by Clay Thompson, but then Clay, an incredible recovery. Draymond Green, tremendous help defense, and Lillard missed a little f- very difficult floater. So we went to overtime, and at this point, you could see that these teams were getting tired. It's been a long playoff run for them, obviously. The Warriors with the amount of injuries they've had, have had to be so reliant on their stars. The Blazers not only have also been in that situation with Yusuf Nurkic injured, but they came off a seven-game series against the Nuggets, 
One of those games was quadruple overtime. Four of those games were in Denver at altitude. So you know that they had to be incredibly exhausted. And that showed up in overtime. The teams were just trading jumpers that didn't have enough legs in them. It was, for the first few minutes, kind of just an endless slew of three-pointers that missed short. And then the the big moments for the Warriors came about a minute and a half left in overtime. They were down one. Steph Curry got himself an open three that he missed. Alfonso McKinney, as he's done so well all year, flew in for an offensive rebound, went right back up, laid it in, gave the Warriors a one-point lead. They played great defense on the other end, forced a missed shot, got the rebound. And then one of the more spectacular possessions of the game, even though it may not have looked like much. The Warriors were up one. They got the ball back with, I think, 59 seconds left, it looks like. And Portland sold out to try to keep Steph Curry from scoring. Everyone knew what the Warriors wanted to do. Steph Curry got the ball a few times, had to give it up a few times, and he was relentlessly running around. And remember, this is at the end of overtime after having played the entire second half. So he had to have been exhausted, and he was relentlessly running around screens, trying to get a little bit of breathing room, getting the ball, trying to dribble away from traps, and he just could not get away from having three defenders on him really at all times, and and the Warriors couldn't get open for him. And finally, with a few seconds left on the shot clock, he sprung free just enough to get the ball, tried to dribble away, forced really a triple team, couldn't find any space, and then found Draymond Green, who the Blazers had no interest in defending. They were selling out entirely to keep Steph Curry from beating them. Steph put some some trust in Draymond, gave him the ball, Draymond made the open three-pointer, and it gave the Warriors a four-point lead with 40 seconds left. Blazers handled the two-for-one well. Damian Lillard made a layup with 33 seconds left, made it back to a two-point game. And then the Warriors got the ball back. Steph Curry had a great move but was unable to finish at the rim, missed the layup. Blazers came back with the rebound. Damian Lillard got to the rim and was blocked by Draymond and met by Clay. Tremendous defense. The ball went out of bounds with 3.3 seconds remaining. Blazers down two, inbounding under their own hoop. And Clay played tremendous defense. Trailing Damian Lillard as he was coming off picks trying to get open. Lillard ended up catching the ball in the corner, moving towards the corner kind of falling out of bounds both on the sideline and the baseline. Three for the win, completely off balance, highly contested by Clay. Can't play it better. Didn't get particularly close. Buzzer rang, and that was the game. So a fun a fun bit of of statistical interest here for the Warriors. I know a lot of Warriors fans aren't huge fans of triple-doubles just because um, they feel that perhaps Russell Westbrook gets a little bit too much credit for having triple-doubles as opposed to maybe doing some other things on the floor. But Steph Curry and Draymond Green both had triple-doubles in this game. 
Draymond had 18 points, 14 rebounds, and 11 assists. He also had three steals, two blocks, shot 7 of 13. Steph Curry had 37 points, 13 rebounds, 13 rebounds, 11 assists, shot 11 of 25, 7 of 16 on threes, only turned the ball over twice. They became the first duo to have triple doubles in the same game in the playoffs in NBA history. So that was pretty cool. Well-deserved for both of them. The most important thing here for the Warriors is they finished off the series. They finished off the series on May 20th. The NBA Finals have a set date of May 30th. So all the wear and tear that Steph Curry and Draymond Green and Klay Thompson have absorbed, they get 10 days off to fully rest up. Kevin Durant, DeMarcus Cousins, Andre Iguodala, all dealing with their own injuries. They get 10 days where they don't even have to think about pushing themselves onto the court a little bit too early, aggravating injuries, things like that. The Warriors get 10 days of rest. At this point, they are used to this dance well enough that that rest isn't likely to result in rust. Instead, it's just a chance for them to rest up, heal up, and be ready to head east for Game 1, which will either be in Milwaukee or in Toronto on Thursday, May 30th. So 119-117 is the final score. The Warriors sweep the Portland Trailblazers four games to none in the conference finals. They advanced to the NBA Finals for the fifth consecutive year. Kind of hard to believe, but here we are. And... You're going to have to wait a while to get another one of these episodes, but we'll be back in 10 days with another Wake Up With The Warriors. Thanks for listening, everyone.